Hey, did you know Child's Play helps sick kids play games while they're in the hospital? Yeah, I thought you did. There's a link to donate in the description. Want to start editing your audio and video but just don't have the time? Try Descript. Descript's an all-in-one audio and video editor that makes editing as easy as using a Word doc. You upload your recordings straight into Descript, or you can record straight into Descript. It instantly transcribes your file into text, and then you can tweak it with the text or using the media clips. Edit out filler words and silent gaps with a single click. Uh, you can record your screen and webcam presentations and video messages and edit out mistakes before publishing. Using pro features such as non-destructive multi-track editing, live collaboration, auto-captioning, exports, and much more. Descript is what I use when I edit my podcast. Not that I edit my podcast. Got an affiliate link in the description below. Yep, still sick. Still got the COVID. And uh, I don't think I told you guys about that, huh? Well, I've been sick the last week. When I edited my last podcast, it took me um, quite a long time because I was sick. I've got COVID. Yay. I've had COVID for over a week now, and it is very upsetting. I'm coming up on two weeks of it, and I am still testing positive. So, I mean, I'm doing fine. I just can't work, which puts me at home bored, and I'm exhausted anyway, so it's probably better that I don't work. Yeah, that's a, what's up with me. Call in. Tell me what's up with you. Speaking about call-ins, I got three sitting here that I've been sitting on for a long, long time. All right. Our first caller is Colin Green. Hi, oh, Rich. How you doing, mate? Um, just listening, catching up on some of your shows. I heard you mention Freebooters, Freebooters on the Frontier, and I'm just wondering, is that the new version that's finally come out, uh, or are you playing the, the original I um, I had some online play quite a while ago. Now I'm imagining this maybe a couple of years ago. Um, doing a bit of play testing for a version that was due to come out, and then I lost track of it all. You know how things go. And I'm just I'm just curious, mate. Uh, hope you're well. And take care. I'll catch you later. I'm not sure if I played this one before. I vaguely remember answering this question but I'm not sure that I played it. I don't know. If I did, you're going to get the same answer. Thanks for the well wishes, Colin. Stone Top is what he was working on in between, apparently, the time you played and the present time. He has been working on Stone Top with somebody else, kickstarted it, and it became a little more complex for him than he thought. He is still working on Freebooters on the Frontier. He is actively developing it now. He is getting back into it, and I've actually seen him posting on the Discord. Discord is the best place to hit him up if you want to know what's going on, and you can also get the playtest files there too. I like Freebooters a lot. Uh, as far as PBTA goes, that's powered by the apocalypse. I said that really fast. Wow. As far as PBTA goes, it's it's one of the top ones. I like it a lot. One Shot World and Dungeon World and World of Dungeons are well. Wait, let's let's pull Dungeon World out of there. One Shot World and World of Dungeons are two pretty good lightweight ones. Dungeon World is okay. It's it's the first of its kind, so it kind of sets a lot of precedence. And I recommend the book for reading to anybody who wants to read it. It will there's a lot of stuff in there that will enhance your GM style. All right. Our next call is from Ivy, the Happy Whisk. Hey Rich, glad you're having fun gaming. I you know I'm not a PDF reader so much, but 
I do like the Kindle. So I don't know. But I like certain books on the Kindle and then other things I just I have to have them in my hands. Like certain books I just like like a nice fake book, I always want that in my hands versus like on digital. Anyway, happy gaming, happy weekend. That's it for me. Bye. Oh, this is Ivy Happy West. Bye. Thanks for calling in, Ivy. I, I, I kind of feel you. I'm the same way. I've been getting a lot of physical stuff lately. Although I really like PDFs. I, I send PDFs to my Kindle a lot. So I read more on my Kindle than anything. Actually, I just got the, the Samsung Z Fold. And this is amazing for reading PDFs. I I love it to death. It It's a great phone. And like I said, awesome for reading PDFs. As far as books go for like cookbooks, no, no, I'm actually a digital cookbook guy. I like my recipes on my phone, so they're wherever I go. I don't know, but a, a good a good coffee table style cookbook could be really interesting. Sit and flip through that. Hmm. Got me thinking now. We're going to start packing cookbooks on Kickstarter. Let's hope not. All right. Just my chair here. So my lean goes this way. There we go. Now maybe I'll face the camera for once. And the final one here from Goblin Senchman. Hi, Rich. Wow, it's tricky to find you on Anchor. <laughs> I've hunted around for a while, but uh, anyway, uh, it's Goblin Senchman here. I just want to say enjoyed your uh, recent episode. Zines, zines, zines. That was a really good overview. been interested in doing a sort of, I guess, sci-fi, traditional kind of sci-fi kind of hex file thing. And I think you're what you reviewed seemed to be some great resources. I noticed that in your review you didn't cover Planar Compass, Planar Compass 1 and Planar Compass 2. I was actually involved in that project, but um, I'm not getting any kind of royalty going forward. I just wanted to, just wondered whether you would uh, knew about it. Maybe it's not quite the right vibe for you. Maybe not into the sort of astral sea thing. Anyway, I just thought, I, thought I'd mention it. But yeah, if I ever ever get around to the Hexflower, I'll definitely have to backtrack to the show and, and look up those... Um, resources which i don't think you've put the links in your show notes <laughs> okay thanks for the call goblin tension i i really like your stuff follow your stuff um good on you for the sci-fi thing I, I love that stuff and planar compass didn't talk about it because i'm getting the physical once i get the physical gonna be talking about it i i found it i don't know on exalted funeral and i was like oh this looks interesting I ordered it and then I found out they were kickstarting something. So I immediately kickstarted it. I think I then got the second issue in PDF just because I didn't want to wait for it. So yeah, I, I really dig Planar Compass. It, it's got some really, really cool stuff in it. And right now I'm getting it confused with Enoch's Wake because I haven't opened it in a while. But I really enjoyed it. And like I said, I am eagerly, eagerly awaiting the physicals. And as soon as I get those physicals, I'm going to go over them on this. Uh, as far as links in my show notes, they should be there. I I go through my show notes and post links in them. And in fact, when I got this message, I did check. They they were indeed there for me. I, I know on mobile, if you look it up, it it like compacts all my show notes into one paragraph. So it might be hard to find. I don't know why it does that. I write them in HTML with um, BRs and spaces and everything. And I looked the other day on the Anchor website and I couldn't find my show notes. So going forward, I'm going to make sure to duplicate my show notes on my blog, which is slackernerds.com. And uh, hey, who knows? Maybe I'll actually write something on my blog. Uh, you guys can leave call-ins for me if you like. 
And all you got to do is um, go over to the show notes. And at the bottom of the show notes, there should be a link there that says respond on Anchor. If it's not there, you can go to the Anchor website and find my website. And then you can send a message to me by clicking on it. I find it best to do on mobile. I love to answer podcasts while I'm listening to them. And I don't know that I've ever recorded a podcast or a, a message rather on this mic. So Brooklet Games, they make zines. I backed this first one here, Vortex Isle, during zine month. And I really, really liked it. I wasn't sure if I was going to continue it or not, but I did. It's $12 a month for a physical. And yeah, let's get a, get a good look at them here. So there are four out currently. I think the fifth one just got sent out. Vortex Isles, Arbor of the Rot Dragon, Escape the City, and The Visitor are the four that I have right now. All right. Let me set this aside. Open this up. And so this is a, an island crawl, right? And you can see this is the map for it here. Uh, and the islands kind of go down in a uh, vortex. I thought it was a pretty cool idea. At the time, I was really into the whole uh, seafaring, spacefaring kind of thing. So I jumped on it, and I really like it. I like the way uh, these are written. There's an overview in the front, and there's kind of an overview for every location here. How to use this adventure. Ocean encounters. Factions. Background and character motivations. These are things that I think are really cool. Not often put into adventures. And then the adventures. It's, I would say, read aloud text, but it's more of a summary. Uh, it's, it's pretty dense for read aloud text. There is uh, people. And then it just goes through the sections. It goes through the section, the people, the encounters, the history. So section, people, encounters, uh, no history on this one. Section, people, no encounters. So uh, yeah, it's, it's a really good little adventure. I like it. I will be using it eventually. I don't know where, don't know when. It's, it's probably one of those things. This is one of those things that I can throw into my DM kit. Hey, we can talk about that later throw into my dm kit and go ahead and go through with it the art i enjoy some tables here in the back he likes tables as do i and i think one of the most interesting things about this is that it's written for two systems fifth edition and cairn cairn is an offshoot of into the odd it is it has a more magical flair, feel, something. It's, uh, there's more magic. There's personal magic, not items. I really like the way they do spells. Uh, spells cause fatigue. Fatigue is basically an inventory slot out of your inventory. So I, I like that he is creating for the system that he likes. 
but recognizing that 5th edition is important as well. Because honestly, 5th edition is where the money is going to be. Let's go ahead and take a look at some of these stats here. Let's see. Did he separate them out? So there is a 5e bestiary. And I assume a Cairn bestiary. Okay. So yeah, this is, you know, three inches. Oh, wait, I've, I've got a rule right here. Look at that. That's two inches, two inches of text for that octopus. And here again, the octopus, fifth edition, two inches of text. I like that he only gets the whole important stuff down. This is, oh, wait, wait a minute. That goes on, huh? Does this one go on too? It does. Okay. So I suck. It's four inches, but still they're the same size. It's, it's really interesting that someone has gotten fifth edition down, like boiled it down. Monster manual stats are so huge. The stat blocks are so huge. There's so much information in there. And he got some of these stat blocks down to, you know, four inches, four inches. I think they're all about four inches four inches. Look at that one. That one's only two, three, maybe. So the Karen stats take up about a little, little less than a page. And 5e stats take up about a page. So yeah, they're very close, very close. So I am liking what he is doing with fifth edition stat blocks. If I ever publish anything again and decide to put stats in it, I may just use that theory and just compress those stat blocks down really hard. Arbor of the Rot Dragon. This is about a rotting tree, a rotting tree dungeon. The covers are thicker paper. The interiors are thin, glossy paper, which makes them a little harder to read. Uh, they have that reflection that you might be getting a bit of. But they're, they're put together really nice. I like the, the feel of them and especially the look of, of them. I like the art. It's not... It, it straddles that line between old school black and white line art, as I say it and turn the page, and newer colorized OSR art. And, and I really like it. So here again... Description occupants, what happens if the dragon's here, and a secret. Description occupants threats. Description presence threats secrets. Each of these things is broken down very, very well. Again, here's the bestiary. And this time he did Karen and 5e together. So you could see, like, you can see direct comparison. Like, those are not much bigger at all. Magic items, no tables in this one. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, this one is called Escape the City. I haven't got a chance to play this one yet. But I need to sit down and play it. Uh, maybe with my new camera setup here, I could do that. So basically... The way this works is you draw cards, fill in the map, and figure out what happens. 
So location deck and encounter deck. Red is the location deck, black is the encounter deck. And then you draw cards, write down, and then do an encounter. And here are the locations. The premise is between areas of a city, draw location cards, set the stage for what happens next. The Knight's Calm is broken by four different things. So it is not just replayable in the sense that you're going to draw different things every single time. Not every time, but you know, a, it's, it's a pretty high number. But you are also going to have a different inciting event, four different inciting events. So basically, yeah, it goes through the locations. Goes through the encounters. And then the bridge is the end, and that's how you get out. Again, I, I enjoy the way that he writes. It's not overly flowery. It's not, it's not flat. I really like the stats. I like that he puts... I, I just I love what he's done with the 5e stat block. It breaks it so much down. That's funny that he put the numbers in here for attributes. And uh, I don't know, did he on this one? Is that a new thing for him? No, it's not a new thing. So it was just in the first one that he didn't have the stats. He just had the, the numbers in it because you so rarely use the stat. And then this one has two pages of random tables, two pages of random tables. And this has got the oracles. So if you're playing without a GM, which this is set up to play without a GM, direction, outcome, and tactics. We've got a random table of frozen citizens, treasures, details for the city block. We've got things like a 10-foot louder, broken jar of rice, a dead bull, 20 different names, tips, and special circumstances. And uh, like I said, this is, this is one that I am excited I did indeed to play with. And this one is the latest one I have. The latest one I was sent. There is one more out there that is uh, floating around. And this one's called The Visitor. And this says a system neutral encounter generator. And I love this because the whole thing is tables. So yeah. Why did they come out here? What is the landmark they are found at? What is the location? What are the vessels? How did they show up? Uh, species appearance, name, behavior, destination, power, language, and uh, unearthly relics. The location, what's hiding it, and the trap. And then here are the items. And as you can see, it is a very short one. What was that, four pages? So this is like, yeah, two sheets of paper. Very small. Very small indeed. But this one, I will use more than the other three, I imagine, because it has the tables in it, and I am actually running Science Fantasy right now, so it's something that I will use more of. Wow, that's just, that's just awful. All right, let's try that again. So the visitor is something that I will use more than the rest of them, most likely. It has... Um, it has tables that I will use. I am running science fantasy right now, so it has good stuff in there that fits into the genre that I'm doing. 
and it's just more tables. I love tables. Someday, someday, I'm going to get all my tables into World Anvil. I'm not going to worry about it. But for right now, I'm, I'm still sneaking around PDFs looking for stuff. Who did I listen to that had a great idea for, for random tables? Mm -hmm. Basically what he did, he had an index of random tables somewhere where he would write down what the random table was. So place names, right? Or people names. Male names. That's what we'll go with. Male names. So I think he wrote it down. I don't know if he was using OneNote or a spreadsheet, but he had something like that and he would write down, okay, male names is page seven in this PDF. Male names is page 25 in this other PDF. Male names is page 45 in this other PDF. And then whenever he needed a male name, he'd look up this on his spreadsheet or OneNote or whatever. And he would say, okay, I've got three tables here. Let me roll a D3. Then he'd go pick up that table. It's a good way to do things. And especially if you do it right, having that stuff linked all together. So he would have a table. He'd have the page number. He'd link the PDF to it. And then he'd click on it and go to that PDF. I thought that was really cool. It's something I can do in OneNote as well, but it's only going to work from one spot. It is not going to work if I use my laptop and pull it up. It will, well, it depends. If I, if I make it on my laptop, it'll work on my laptop. But if I make it at home, it's not going to work on my laptop. If I make it on either of those, it's not going to work on my phone. So... That's the one negative I see to it, but he sounded like he just had one PC, so that works for him. One PC is the future. I see myself in one PC land someday. Just a laptop and a dock. I like the idea of it. I don't know if I can bring myself to do it. It'd have to be one powerful, powerful laptop. But wow, that was a distraction. Anyways, yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm subscribed to these guys. Like I said, I get one a month. I will probably do another batch of these when I get a chance. Maybe I'll go through the PDFs. He, before he started printing them, he did PDFs. So maybe I will go through the PDFs next time and add the new one into it as well. So highly recommend for me, Brooklet Games, Big Cartel. Let's talk about Stars Without Number. I think I've played twice since my last podcast, and it's going really good. The, the players ended up getting funding for their... They, they've basically become drug dealers, which is not something that I thought was going to happen, but, I mean, it did happen. <laughs> that was kind of what they grabbed onto, and some role, random roles just kind of... What's the word? solidified that decision <laughs> they encountered some um not drug dealers but drug makers drug purveyors what are they they were they they hunt a bird that makes drugs or that they make people make drugs out of their feathers are drugs basically their spines it's like their spines not that those kind of spines so it's like a porcupine quill 
and this comes off these birds and uh, you inject it into yourself and get hell high. So they ran into these guys, ended up buying some and headed off to a place that sold it for two times its value or bought it for two times its value. They had already made like a 200% profit on this just from the trade that they made. And yeah, they are swimming in money now. They've got two carts. They are heading back to sell a bunch of ill-gotten goods. They ended up trading some of these drugs for materials. The The people they talked to could not find or did not have the funds, uh, but they ended up giving them some not very stolen merchandise. What was it? Some sort of lubricant. So they're uh, heading off to unload that in the main city, and then they will be back on their trek west to get to the space elevator that I have placed in the Black City. It's going well. At the end of the session, I got, oh, that was a good session. And I kind of needed to hear that. I am, I still don't have my feet under me. It doesn't help that I'm sick, but I still don't have, I don't have enough flavor, I don't think. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not comfortable yet. I'm not comfortable running this. And it's a combination. It's kind of the system. The system, not really, because we're not, we haven't been engaging with the system. But it's specifically with ultraviolet grasslands. I'm having a issue getting immersed in that on my own. And there are additional things in ultraviolet grassland. This whole running a caravan, there are procedures for it. And I am just getting those down. I think once I get those down and once I get them to a point where I can go, okay, here, we're going here, we're going here. And without stumbling all over the players, I'll feel better about it. It makes me feel like Thulean Echoes, when we played Thulean Echoes. We played Thulean Echoes for like six sessions. <clears throat> By the end of that, I had the PDF well organized in my brain. So I could open the sidebar find the table of contents, click on the table of contents that I needed and know exactly where it was, know the sections and stuff like that. We're using stars without numbers. So that's a huge book. Finding anything in there is kind of a pain in the ass. Getting used to that though. If you, if you try to think of it as half the book, right? Cause half the book is just GM tools and we don't need any of those during the session. But UVG is, there's a couple things that are not together that maybe maybe should be maybe i don't know maybe i should use do a reference for them i am i am slowly collecting stuff in my world anvil page let's go there look at my world anvil page so i'm starting to get organized better with ubg and and there's just stuff that i need to put into world anvil that i don't have yet so boom travel procedures i had this up this helped a lot uh, i didn't have to flip through the book and then I've got DC conversions because I am using, we are playing Stars Without Number. We are using a book based on, UVG has its own system in it. He calls it CCAT. It is the stats are an acronym, which he thought was funny. So that's what he wanted to do. It is kind of humorous. So what? Strength, endurance, agility, charisma, something, something. I don't remember. 
um, we're not using the system that's built into there. So there's light conversion. It's very similar to 5e though, so it's easy to figure out. And then I have 5e for reference as well. And I've had this table knocking around for a while. I just finally put it into World Anvil so I can look at it. There are, are a lot of things in UBG that say a difficulty level. Say that's a moderate test or that's an extreme test. And this way, if it's not something that I've changed already, I can come here and I've got it. Like in travel, I tried to, right here, one hero makes a DC-8 relevant test. So instead of saying a medium relevant test, I went ahead and just replaced that. I'm really liking it though. I, I've been waiting to get into this for a long time. I like the NPCs. I like the oddness of the setting and I am excited to get deeper into it. I need to sit down and read though. I need to, they're, they're starting to get farther ahead and I don't want them to outpace me. <laughs> Basically what I've been doing is kind of reading three, three sections ahead, three sections ahead, three sections ahead. And they haven't, they haven't been going that far yet. I say that like I've read nine sections. I think I'm, I've read six sections and, or reread, I guess. I've read a lot of this already, but I, I want to get this stuff fresh in my mind again and be ready for, I'm going to play it. Oh, my stream last week. Oh, someone from Discord jumped in right at the end and they were like, hey, there's no sound. And I was like, oh my God, we've been playing for three hours on Twitch with no sound, <laughs> which sucks because I like to go back and listen to it while I'm writing up my session report. One of my players liked the idea of the table, but he was like, I want to role play this. I don't want to just, you know, be rolling on tables all night. I was like, okay, that makes sense. So I think what I'm going to do is set up a hidden roll for tables. That way they can roll the dice, feeling like they've rolled the dice, and I can just interpret it. And that will make everything a little more interesting, I think. That will make it so we are rolling on tables less, even though I'm rolling on I I'm interpreting a table roll behind the scenes. So... It was pretty exciting when we were sitting around looking at the table and waiting for him to roll. And then when he rolled a 13, which was triple the price, you know, everybody was very excited. But I think having the roll hidden and role playing it out will be a better, a better decision in, in our game. I think that's about all I've got to talk about this week. I'm pretty excited for next week at gaming. Hopefully I don't feel like crap again. I feel like I'm going to lose my voice right now, but I am looking forward to next week and looking forward to getting another podcast in the can. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. I will talk to you later. That's all the nuggets we've got this week. Show notes available at slackthenerds.com. Want to reach out? Send a voice message using the link in my show notes, the Anchor FM app or website, or email me at cockatriesnuggets at gmail.com. Check out my new streams on twitch.tv slash jerry247. As always, you can use my blog at Slacker Nerds to get links to my Patreon and all my other socials. Come join my new Discord server. Links in the show notes. This podcast is ranked via iTunes, so leave me a review and some stars there. Share with your friends or shout out from the rooftops. However you want to get the word out, it's great for me. Thanks for listening.